0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Vinged Town TV. Today, we're back for The Traders U.S. Season 2, Episode 8, titled Knives at Dawn. And um, just spoilers ahead, if for some reason you didn't watch, because I'm about to spoil who goes home in this episode, but R.I.P. to the woman, the myth, the legend, the queen of my heart, and the queen of headbands. I'll miss her so much but i also think she did the best she could with the hand she was I think you know being a traitor is hard and she was in eight solid episodes and she served and i'm obsessed but i said to alex earlier i was like now i can take a fucking breath because she's not on anymore i can actually (laughs) like breathe and enjoy the rest of the season and just kind of like live carefree now um i obviously have like who i want to win but
1: it's so funny i I thought you were gonna say birgie (laughs) when you were doing the intro i was like whoa i didn't know you loved berkey like that.
0: honestly oh i mean we can do okay so kevin is back from episode five fame we are so happy to have him back alex is here of course i want to like start at the top we've got a re- review on our podcast that said typical was the title of it right it was a one-star review and it says typical man haters or something like they're just man haters and i'm like thinking it through and i'm like yeah well yeah, yes, of course. Well, um, well Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but also, like, I can say, after this episode, there's two men I love. Can you guess who the men I love are? John, because yes. everyone loves John. Yes! yes! Yes, and CT. CT,
1: I mean, welcome to heaven.
0: <laughs> but is there any men that were worth loving this season? Besides Bergie. Honestly, Bergie, if he didn't align with Peter, I would have fallen in love with him, probably. But...
1: No. Not there's not a lot of men to love on this show. And I think that when you find two out of a group, that's huge. That's a big win. So I'm like, I'm like John and CT, Alan Cumming. Those are the three them that Ooh, we give a fuck one. about.
2: <laughs> I was gonna say Alan's always there, and he's he's tried and true. He's steady. We are fans. We love him every episode. Love him.
1: Yeah, we are fans. Um, he was wearing a really fun outfit this week, and I was like we love it.
0: Speaking of men on the show, Dr. <laughs> Will, that's his name, right?
1: That is Doct- his name. Dr.
0: Will. How did we feel about that?
1: Well, it's really interesting because he's sort of this polarizing Big Brother villain. And it's kind of, I think, fallen a little short with him being on the show with no one from Big Brother remaining. Um, I feel like... Dan would have obviously been entertaining to watch that, but more so Janelle and Will have had weird flirty vibes on their initial season. I think she voted him out on Big Brother All Stars on her season, like on the All Star season of that show years ago. And more recently, she was like dragging him on Twitter after this episode dropped.
2: I was going to say there was some beef, some shit talking from him, I think. First is what i saw like he kind of was like saying how everyone from big Brother sort of was doing that show because they wanted to get back out there but they flopped and she's like you just showed up as a creep in a robe like i don't know what to say to you
1: <laughs> which she is right
0: <laughs> yeah and i just thought it was interesting I, I thought the same thing i thought it was it fell so flat alan could have done any of that Any of the line reads he was doing, any of the bug throwing Alan could have done. But I also think it's just weird. Like, don't you want to be on this show? Like, why they fly him out for that cameo? Like, don't you want to be on season three? You know what I mean? Like, would they even bring someone back who was like haunting the players in season two as like this explosive guess that that just absolutely fell flat?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I agree. I think it totally fell flat. And I don't necessarily know if they thought that more people from Big Brother would still be present during that little stint. Because I think that's kind of what they were booking on. Like, you have these Dan, Janelle, and then Will being these three sort of crazy characters from this show, from this franchise. But yeah, I don't know. Having him come back for season three would be super fucking weird. It's like you were just taunting us on season two i i don't think that he would i don't think he would come back honestly because going back to like what you were saying about the dramas kind of starting with him i think he's like a lot older now he's pretty established and probably well off and i, I think he does view being a contestant as like, mean, like a step below yeah
2: that from the shit he was talking absolutely yeah. and my whole take is like it's too soon for a guest and there's too many different worlds that these people come from for there to be like one unifying shocker. I feel like when you're further down the line, like maybe the other country seasons, you could bring back an original trader. And I know they brought Kate back, but I still felt there are mixed feelings on that too. But that's like something you save for when there's more lore built into it and you're further into the the series
0: and have more seasons under your belt. I, I think personally.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'd love to hear in the Discord, if anyone's a big, Big Brother fan, like, let, let us know how that hit for you. Because I'm not a Big Brother person, so I would have liked to see Big Brother people react to that. Like, because, of course, if they brought someone like Russell from Survivor to come and Parvati had to, like, see that, I'd I'd be gagging. So, like, were you gagging and let us know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but Before I jumped jump the gun. I want to hear your opinions on this episode. Uh, I'll throw it to Kev first, then Alex.
1: I thought that this episode was like a nice return to form. I felt like last week really was such a, such a different feel for me, having there be no murder, no banishment. I also thought sort of what I was texting you guys about, about production, just like scrapping the bits and scenes together in a way that's like, as a viewer, kind of jarring. It kind of happened again this episode where, you know, they just were terrorized in this cabin and then immediately they're all wearing the same outfits as the beginning of the episode i'm like okay we get it you're filming like that the night before and this is night two but as far as the overall episode i loved it i was really sad that our burgalicious got eliminated i Honestly, out of other, if we had to love one more man, man, whoever (laughs) wrote this review, that would be the only other person that I would consider, you know, sort of rooting for. So I thought that was kind of a bummer. I think I was bummed to see him get killed and then see other people who I feel like are kind of like random ass circus sideshow characters still there. Like, and you know what, maybe I'm wrong in saying that, but like, I'm like MJ... I don't really know if you bring that much to the table as far as like commentary, comedic relief, like strategy, fun gameplay. I'm not really getting any of that from them. So I kind of would have loved to have seen someone like MJ maybe get killed over Bergy because I do think that Bergy is like he could start making some ruckus, start putting a target on his back and get kind of messier, which would have been, I think, more fun to watch. I loved the challenge. It felt very early 2000s Fear Factor. <laughs> Fun fact, like Trishelle was like, I want an episode of Fear we Factor. were shocked. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I, know that. I, didn't, I, didn't I was like, who knew that? Your ass was even on Fear Factor. But I did enjoy it. I enjoyed the, the Bravo, all four Bravo women just fully being like, I don't need $1,000, fuck this, I'm, <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> They're literally like... You got bugs, they're screaming. Those girlies together, they do remind viewers the power of comedic relief on this very tense, stressful, strategic game is, it's much needed. And I think they bring, uh, I'm like rooting for one of the, I'm rooting for all Bravo people now. Uh, Even though I just said MJ should have been killed, but...
2: There's a lot of Bravo people left, so you don't need them all. You know what I mean? I think Padra yeah. and Kate, and we'll get to all that. I think they'll they'll hold it down for the Bravo crew, and they were right to kind of call it out early on that they're a threatening gang. I mean, there were so many of them, right? Like they're so unified, and they know how to like form a wall and keep you out and play the game. So that was a good call on that threat but they got sort of derailed from that and not that they were wrong obviously poverty was a traitor dan was a traitor but they're not doing a good job of turning everyone in to realizing phaedra is also a traitor like there's so many great memes of phaedra just like
1: <laughs> like princess Pinch, like
2: walking away like from getting bombed and it's like
0: phaedra and the traitors and it's
2: she's kind of like untouchable seemingly
1: yeah, yeah I, would,
0: I would say the Housewives are, aren't looking within, that's for sure. And it's so funny, Kev, because you said something like MJ is not really. She's definitely a circus side character. Like the memes from last week of her standing there and that like Ed R. Hardy so outfit Is like so iconic. She was getting put on like Super Bowl memes. Like she was really making the rounds. And I and I love that. But there's ten people left, which is too many people. And the it's so funny because you I agree with you on the MJ thing, but then there's Sheree who I'm like, win the whole thing, girl. I hope you win the whole
1: thing. Oh, that's thing. how I feel.
0: <laughs> and, and even though she's not like doing anything extra either or at all, really, I'm like, win the whole thing. I hope you win. it if it's not Phaedra, I hope it's Sheree. That's exactly
1: that is how I feel because I do think that there would be something so cosmic and beautiful about all these people being so like Trishelle talking about her fucking notebook. I don't care that you're sitting in your room in your hotel room writing notes on all these people. And I'm like, you're trying too hard. Everyone else is like scrambling and like squirming. And then Sheree's like, What show am I on? What country am I in? Like, where who is this man? who has funny
2: outfits. I saw another meme that was like everyone like really going at the round table and her like looking at the chalkboard being like, "Should I put a heart over the eye in parvati?" And I'm like, <laughs> that is how, like you could see her gears turning this episode a few times, but I just I felt like they were working overtime in certain instances and then she yeah. just kind of chooses peace and chooses to kind of ascend and
1: above it all. Definitely. That's so <laughs> that's so stupid.
0: So now let's talk about the bergalicious kill it was so funny everyone just respects him so much they were they were doing cheers everyone was sad about it no matter if you're a traitor or not they're like not my bergalicious like he's the boy but like you said you don't think they should have killed bergy mostly for tv wise but strategy wise do you guys think killing bergy was the smart move basically it was either bergy or Trishell, or Kate or MJ because it was the the leftovers versus the Peter pals. So do you think it was smart to take someone from the Peter pals versus like a random person?
1: Yeah, I do feel like it does make sense from like a strategic perspective. If I were to be playing this game in that scenario, I probably would have also killed Burgie out of the Peters Pals because what's different in that group is as much as like people do not like her. Trishel has sort of her own voice and her own like kind of gameplay. And, you know, she is kind of more of a threat, I think in the long run, and you could use that to your advantage as a trader down the road. Like that to me is an easy banishment getting her out. Whereas like Burgie, I think follows the pack in a away that like might be harder to persuade or shake away from like Peter's grip.
2: Oh, so you're saying it would be easy for a traitor to put a target on Trishel because she's so outspoken. If things like yeah, if, if things you, could align to make her look like she's really loud about the wrong things, kind of like Janelle was in a way. Well,
1: that's yeah. I think just watching from this season, especially, is the theme has been like loud women who are vocally trying to get people out have to be traitors. Like Larsa, she was gung oh, yeah. guns blazing, bold Janelle same kind of vibe. And if you look at all of the other women playing this game, they're not playing it as loud and brazen as those two have. And then if you wanted to like keep that theme up, I would just be like, okay, Trichelle, you're being too obvious, like something sus and paint a target on her.
2: That makes sense. I almost thought the opposite. Well, Bergie's a good get. It's the right hand of Peter, but I just keep thinking how Trichelle is like being underestimated by everyone. Mm-hmm. Peter's shutting her down all the time. Like, now he'll listen to her because what? It's her, Kevin or John. So I think he's gonna listen to her for strategy. But if I'm a trader, I'm like that little girl in her notebook. I'm a little bit scared about how much attention she's paying. So I think she's like fully sealed herself as a faithful and would be hard to put a target on. But just with the way it's shaken out with how much they've like lasered in on these two traders that are left. But either way, I think Trishelle or Burgie would have been obviously the right choices for.
0: Murder. Yeah, I kind of I don't disagree with what you said, Kev, but I think that's why maybe trichelle should have been the murder. Well, okay, I I'm already disagreeing with what I just said based <laughs> off what of what you two just said. I'll take two things. So Trishell is not being listened to in a way that Bergie would be. People trust Bergie and would get behind Bergie, so I do think that's a better kill, but. I know we are not happy with Trishell because of the peppermint acts, but Trishell is crushing it. Trishell is being very perceptive. She nailed that Dan clue. I couldn't believe she nailed it like that. And everything else she had on Phaedra, I was like, yeah, I'm sold. I'd be voting for her. I'm like, Phaedra was like, I've never had anyone say that to me. Like, the way she was acting (laughs) was so iconic and funny. But I think Trishell is playing chestnut checkers in this. And there is like that scene of Her bringing Peter to the armory, and arm, and Peter seems exhausted by the fact that Trishelle's like, I think it's Phaedra, and he's just like, why? Like almost like, why are you? What are you scheming? Like whatever. So I honestly love this only because this whole Phaedra scheme put a target on Peter's back too. Now Peter is like fully in the danger zone. I think Phaedra still is as well, but at least we have some collateral damage of Peter. But either way, I'm I'm happy with Trishell's gameplay, even though I'm not rooting for her as a faithful. I'm thinking, like, she's good. She plays games. I'm glad she's showing up as, like, a gamer and being like, here is a strategy, and here's why. And yeah, she's right.
1: For sure.
2: But you
0: know who showed up
2: more? John?
1: I just think oh, that was God. the
2: craziest thing I didn't see coming. It is the true politician in him, right? Like, I don't know that I thought Parvati had him, but I do think it felt like a more sincere moment. And he gave it back to her, like, not phoning it in in a way like, oh, I believe you now. You're a faithful. Like, it felt like human to human. And then he turns around and you forgot this in all of your uh, Parvati names that, uh, Mistress of Murder, right?
0: (laughs) Duchess of Deception.
1: I mean, love.
0: gagged. I'm rooting
1: for him now. I'm like, let's talk about men. We're rooting for him. I also thought as a viewer, I really was like, oh my God, she's got it. She's doing it. This is what yep. people love her for. And then to see that banishment table happen and just completely like him turning to her and her just kind of like, oh, she like had an internal like gagged me moment. And I was just like, wow, didn't see that coming <laughs> in the slightest. So much fun to watch unfold. But yeah, that was that was a blast and a half.
0: Yeah, he eviscerated her. Like, (laughs) she thought she had him. I thought so as well. But it's funny because last episode, Al and I were talking about Parvati because of the whole Ice Queen Iron Maiden comments from Phaedra. And Parvati addressed them in this episode well, right? Like, she's like, I've been on the defense this whole time. People have been saying my name. I get kind of icy. I block people off. But Alex and I were talking about it, and I said, I'm not used to seeing... Parvati give any emotions. is not someone who cries on Survivor. She's not someone who has like these deep heart-to-hearts. And I said that last episode, and I'm like, I didn't realize how more on the icy side she is just because you said her online persona is not like that at all. And I think that her exit speech and her uh, the postmortem episode really hones in on that because she's like I am not a bad person because I'm a traitor I don't need to think that like I joined this game I'm playing the game as it's supposed to be just because you're a traitor doesn't mean you're a bad person and then her exit speech just being like I've been practicing like emotional authenticity and truth and integrity and it's like been killing me and I was like Bravo, because she's winning an Emmy for sure. But I felt bad for her because I wish they showed us more of her being targeted all season because they didn't show that. And I think we're like as the viewer, we're all kind of catching our breath and catching up to them being like, oh, it's obviously Parvati. And we're like, oh, okay." Sure.
1: Yeah, I agree.
2: Yeah, what Phaedra said it or something, it's been her since day one. And so you are like at a deficit and you align with Dan as she tried to play and say like, that was my bad. But it definitely was interesting to see her in this game. I think to your point in Survivor, she's not emotional, but she is the flirty, giggly parvity we saw come out with like Peter. I was like, oh, here she comes. She's flirting with that
1: scene was. That scene was fun to watch as That's well. That's
2: Parvati. That's a Parvati I know. And so I think, but she's always sort of been having an advantage in Survivor. She's never really on the outs fully. Like somebody could try to pull a blind side or whatever. So I think being on her heels the entire time of this series, you got like this more closed off. Like if she's not giggly, smiley, because yeah. that didn't really fit how everyone's coming at her. Like you'd probably look like a lunatic if you were like. Every episode, like I, there wasn't room for like her normal gameplay fully socially, but I think she did a good job at trying to scramble in the end. That was a, the best you could do. Agreed.
1: Agreed. Yeah. I thought that her spiel at the banishment table was a great way to sort of pivot and be like, I made a bad decision, a bad judgment call, and now I'm living with that mistake for the rest of this game. It's like, okay, I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm nodding along if I'm at that table. But um, I, I, to be honest, this episode, I think why I enjoyed it so much was I really didn't see a lot of the things coming. Like, I really wasn't sure if we were just gonna have like a throwaway murder and then it was Bergy. I wasn't really sure what was gonna go on with this fucking guy from Big Brother, kind of a flop letdown. And then at banishment table, I really was like, oh, it could be like all tied up right now. Everyone's points that were going against Phaedra were kind of like believable. And I was like, people are sort of pausing and marinating and potentially making that sort of decision in their head and then of course miss kate came in to save her bravo girl and Mm -hmm. just like threw a bomb on the table (laughs) at the end just being like dad sucked at this game stop bringing him into this also (laughs) like i was like okay girl
2: that was amazing yeah i think people made a lot of really good points about phaedra and parvati's behaviors around murders and i Mm. i do it must be so hard. And I think Parvati said that in the post-mortem. Like, how should I play this? How would I play this if I was a faithful? Like, it is like actual acting. And like, we've seen every morning, Phaedra's like, what the? Like, does not, does not emote when people are murdered and also doesn't ever seem to be sweating it. So good on them for like calling out. It was like nuance, right? It wasn't like, you're never anxious, so you just are cool as a cucumber. It was like, no, specific to being murdered versus banishment, which that's a traitor in a nutshell.
0: Yeah, I thought that was so smart of John. And that was part he he chooses his words very carefully, which is what makes him so fun to watch, because the alliteration, he has like a very large vocabulary, which is (laughs) which is nice. But as good as that banishment versus murder and how you how people are acting around both, I think Party had a great answer, which was she's less worried about being murdered because she has so much heat on her that, of course, a traitor is going to keep her around. She's a shield for them, right? Because people are... That's what happened last season. They kept Kate around as a faithful all season because people were just talking about voting her off the whole time, even though she was a faithful the whole time. And that's why Kate gave up playing because she was like, fuck this. Like, i you're just going to vote me off anyway. Why would I help you guys? So, yeah, I, I think everyone did... A really good job defending themselves i actually didn't think phaedra did as well on this round table as she did when dan when, i thought dan was absolutely helpless when he did it but i think it was a little bit better here with Trishelle's reasoning you mean phaedra was kind of not ready for this one yes i think Trishelle had real facts dan did not
1: Yeah. And I think that's easier to dispute. Like the Dan case, it's like, okay, well, what you're speaking on isn't even based on any fact or reason. So I'm going to obliterate you. Whereas this sort of leaned into like, okay, it's improv hour. Like, I'm gonna, like, you're going to say something and I'm going to choose how to react i did think that it was so funny that she was like i'm not as frantic as you are yeah. girl like i'm like yeah she'll get girl. her digs
2: in she'll get so her digs she's in. still gonna
1: get that dig in any which way but i mean i think that that situation i think she handled herself i think as best as you could but i do think that it's gonna be scary for her in the next week or so because who else i mean besides for peter that's maybe she needs to just like link up and figure out a way to throw attention elsewhere because, I mean, she got four votes. And that was a little scary for me.
2: (laughs) It was in the balances. I mean, I think we knew the writing was on the wall for Parvati, but I seeing her keep getting votes, I mean, we kind of thought Peter's pal would stick with Trishel in that moment, but didn't know which ones would, which was really interesting.
1: That's kind of, I think, also a highlight of this episode is you're now seeing the Peter Pal's, like, decline and crumbling of this, like, alliance that has been annoying everyone for the entire season is, like, there's cracks. There's the Kevin kind of questioning shit, talking to MJ, two space cadets just being like, something's not right here. And then John also just being like, I'm not buying this Phaedra thing just yet. I'd rather go in for the kill, and I know this person is, so I'm gonna... Go for the jugular. It's very interesting to see how disjointed that group is going to become in the next few episodes.
0: Yeah, John had such a goofy face when Peter was trying to explain himself because Phaedra calls them out, Harvardy and Peter, for having that conversation. Now, it's such a weird conversation if they're trying to paint. Peter as sketchy or as a traitor why would Parvati and Peter be having a conversation saying let's work together in front of other people that just like didn't sit well with me but I do like that John was looking at Peter like, what the fuck are you talking about? When Peter was like, and then I said, just kidding at the end. And John was like, what? That made no fucking sense. I'm just glad it made Peter look like a dummy.
2: Yeah, I think it's kind of like that flying too close to the sun thing where a lot of these like loud girls are. Peter's doing it a different way. Like the mob boss thing is kind of backfiring on it. Like he's going in too heavy handed. And now he's left with like more questions about his motives and like his actions than he ever had before if he had yeah. just kind of stayed the course and, and stayed away from Parvati but he couldn't The black widow sucked him in what can we say I know
0: well it was so funny because you screamed kiss during that scene of Parvati and Peter <laughs> and Sorry, <laughs> not me I've seen multiple <laughs> tweets and stuff of them being like Peter went straight to like a one-on-one
1: 100% like, thing and
0: then um So, I saw someone tweet something like, if it was in a windmill, they definitely would have kissed because of Peter like (laughs) fucking four times in that windmill, windmill, which is iconic of him, honestly. I just, you know, maybe it was me yelling it because I would have
2: wanted to kiss Parvati. That's all, you know, true. It was a fun use of her powers, and I saw it come. You could feel it coming into
1: the. Yeah, it was (laughs) definitely fun to watch that unfold. It's interesting because as much as I hate Well, no, i shouldn't say hate because i liked him a couple of episodes ago <laughs> but yeah, i feel no, like i
0: say hate very loosely
1: <laughs> very loosely um i think what's interesting about him is like he at least has a self-awareness to him where you know when he was having these conversations he was like i am playing this game like full gas pedal luring it and he is not pressing the brakes and i think that's definitely going to be his downfall that we'll probably see you know unravel in the next couple of episodes it's just very interesting like looking at who the remaining players are because i think someone who is doing such a good job and as someone who's been watching him forever on the challenge is ct and yeah so this is for the people who think we hate men. We actually love C.T. We and- love him.
0: And I said that from episode one to now. I did say he was a, maybe a little goofy boring earlier, but that's not a bad thing. It's just that he no, wasn't like yeah. giving TV yet. Yeah, he's yeah. he's giving it now. He found his girlfriend, Phaedra. Somebody well, that that, his, torch, his torch.
1: That is going to be, I guarantee you, there's going to be a moment where those two have to do something not so great to one another. And... That's like part of the narrative that I'm like I'm happy that they're building this shit out and they're showing us like him kissing her on the cheek and da 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 da. And I'm like, there's gonna be a moment where maybe Phaedra is like up again and he's the final vote. I I'm just calling it now. Something like that is going to happen.
0: Yeah, I mean, let's talk about the challenge because CT and Trishell were such a big part of that. I thought this was so sweet, like the come-up story of last episode ending with Trishell just like hating CT being mad at him. And then this episode he felt like a proud brother papa, like looking at her was such Pride. I was so pumped to watch <laughs> it. I This challenge was really just funny inherently because there's just like bugs and weird, creepy shit. But I thought they worked so well together. And I just like really enjoyed watching them go through the challenge and them like rooting each other on and like bear hugging and...
1: And yeah. him giving her the shield, being like, it's right there, grab it. And his little bit at the end with the snake. Yeah, the it snake. Is- <laughs> we love him. We love that jabroni. We do. We um, do. Yeah, it's actually I feel like after that, like, sort of challenge, I think that made me want more people who are capable to like, I mean, this show is never going to be like doing crazy, insane challenges, like where maybe you see on other competition series. But I do think it's fun to watch like, you know, Trishel and CT have obviously have done for the past two decades have been climbing up buildings, getting catapulted into bodies of water and I feel like for this, they're like, this is chill. We're just kind of crawling in a house oh, yeah. versus like yeah. everything else. Versus
2: Fear Factor or like body slamming each other on the challenge. Like it's never
1: Literally. Really physical person to person,
2: which is a bummer. I feel like that's just been done away with on TV. We say that about Survivor all the time. We're like, we miss the challenges where people were absolutely beating each other's ass. They
0: used to be like, first person to draw blood wins.
1: <laughs> so that actually, if you ever need a reason to dip back into the challenge, not to make a PSA about this, but that is something that they are still fully doing like last year on cbs they did people from big brother amazing race survivor and mtv's the challenge all competing against each other and it was really fun. I had some... I watched it in like literally two days. But one of the challenges was literally like, okay, girls, get in bikinis. You're actually wrestling in oil and you need to like get each other out of the ring, but you're all doing it at the same exact time. So it was like seven girls <laughs> and four of the girls were from Survivor. And then it was one girl from Big Brother, one girl from The Challenge. They all literally just looked at the girl from The Challenge because she had just won last season. They're like, get her. And they're just... <laughs> like wrestling in like a fucking 2004 way that you're just like, wow, I my heart's racing. If I was in this, I would be freaking, but... It
2: pumps you up. You get like, you're like, oh my God, you're worrying for people and you're like hype. Yes. Every time one of those challenges happens, I'm like, oh my God, that was an
1: adrenaline rush. I I'm know. just on my couch. And this show is, uh, there's like people at AARP, so we are definitely not getting that on the trainers. There's <laughs> oh elderly God. men and women who... Need to be, you know, getting 12 hours of sleep a night. John could
0: barely make it up these hills, man. (laughs) I know. This challenge was great. It was just funny to see like Trishel, CT, like they were being fierce about it. Like the bugs were falling on their head and they were like barely making any noises. Like Parv was a little bit, but again, fierce. Go when they came out, like all disgusting. And the Bravo girls were just like, (laughs) <laughs> Whew. Like, it was like the Bling Empire and the Bravo girls were like, fuck this. And then everyone else is like in the trenches. <laughs> Let's Literally. Go and she's like, oh, you all sat out. OK, great. Wait. <laughs> so the shield is basically irrelevant because there technically is no murder. But I had a thought if Kate had the shield and Kate did not want to be a traitor, could the shield have blocked her from being killed? Cause it's a join or die situation for the trader at the end of this episode. Could the? Sh- I mean, this is like a, a question no one can answer. This is kind of rhetorical. <laughs> I'm, I'm asking you Peacock, if you're listening, but um, just something I was yeah. thinking about because I was thinking how the shield doesn't fucking matter in my rewatch. And then I was like, Oh huh, wait, well it could technically maybe, but just irrelevant.
1: Yeah. Just that is hit. interesting. I didn't really think about that. Kind of a shitty week for Trishell to get a shield.
0: (laughs) But she doesn't know that. So it'll at least like help her sleep at night knowing she has a shield, even though it doesn't fucking matter. So when they wake up tomorrow morning, there will still be everybody there, which again is crazy. I want to talk about like how many people are left. So let me just recount. So there's eight faithfuls left. MJ, Sandra, Peter, John, Kevin, Trishell, Sheree and CT. And there's Two traders, assuming Kate doesn't just leave the show. <laughs> so it's Phaedra and Kate. So that's 10 people after Parv left with three episodes left. So if there's a normal kill and banish in the next two episodes, that gets down to six in the finale. And that still feels like a lot of people for the finale. I think four people went to the fire last season at the end. Like they banished Kate at the last second. And then there was the four people left. So I, maybe they can just have more than four at the final fire.
2: Maybe they'll do a double
0: murder. Who knows? I, they have that, to make I, up ground. I think,
1: I think they're going to start doing like double murder okay. kind of shit.
0: That sucks for people who are just wide open to getting murdered. That's just one of those things where it's I like mean, traitors, faithfuls. It's, it's so unfair.
1: My feedback on the show is it's suffering from an overproduced reality show format where I think that if there are all of these people that we're kind of calling duds still standing... That is easy for the producers to be like getting in their ear and be like, okay, you're chopping MJ, you're chopping Kevin. No one is like necessarily like, yes, they're sort of giving us something to maybe laugh about or meme about. But like, no one is really like, oh my God, I'm rooting for Kevin to win Trader season two. And same with like MJ. And I think it's an easy way for producers to be like, throw away time, purge them, double murder it. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking could happen.
2: I think if there's ten people left, if Kate stays that and there's three episodes left. Is yeah. that so that would really only be two more banishments and three murders and
0: then the final like fire? Right. There would be a murder in the finale. So it would get down to five people. Well, five people at the at the fire, but I said six going into the Right, finale. and there were three last season. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, there was there was four. Oh. It's the two. <laughs> I blocked out Ari. Ari. <laughs> anyway, so let's talk about the Kate thing. Do you think this was smart to have chosen Kate, I have some thoughts, but I want to hear your thoughts first.
1: I think that personally, I think it's like kind of an obvious person that I would assume to be a traitor. As someone who's entering the show late in the game, I feel like also having Kate defend all of the Bravo people instantly, I think is kind of painting a target on her back as well. Like I think from like a gameplay perspective, if I was the last remaining traitor with this cast. Um, If I was in Phaedra's heels, I think what I would choose to do is I would do Peter again because it's kind of a win-win solution when being like, hey, you need to either work with me or you're fucking out. And if you're out, that's great for me because you're out. But then maybe that looks obvious that Phaedra would be the killer if he got killed. That's yeah.
2: After that roundtable, I was saying to Kathleen, I was like, I just don't know that she can go after Peter's pals this round, except for maybe like John, um, whoever voted Parvati, right? If you go right for someone that voted you, however, it's a classic. You could say, well, of course, the traitor went for them and wants to frame me. Again, you could kind of play the like they're using me as a shield type thing or for protection. So yeah. I'm with you, though. I Kate is going to deliver that yeah. TV. But. I think it could have been an opportunity to kind of fuck up the Peters pals again, but
1: yeah, Yeah. who knows what
2: a shield would have done to that. We don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, you have to accept this. If you want to win the game, you accept this. Sorry, you don't just no one would choose to die. That's fucking insane. Even like Kate, you know, I I can 100% know that she chose it like she literally in this episode was like I would throw any of you in the moat for $10 like easy but Peter the good thing about if they chose Peter is one if he was holier than thou and chose to die that's fucking insane Two, he's probably going to get banished at some point
1: Mm -hmm. meaning
0: if he took the traitor to like took the opportunity to be a traitor and then got banished like everyone everything the Peter Pals thought they knew would just like fall out from underneath of them and that would like sow some doubt into them throwing like they like it would they would be in pure chaos, which I think is great. And I do think Peter will not make it to the end of this game. So I think that would have been like the smarter move. But Kate is the good TV move and I can't wait to see her be a traitor. My other option was Sheree.
1: Oh my God. That that would be that would be the reunion we all need. <laughs>
0: it would just be those two in the turret being like i don't know who to do i don't know who to choose because like normally phaedra would just let parvati choose and they would both be like i don't know what would it be just like serving looks to each other and just being like (laughs) i just i don't know it'd be because she's like wait what game are we playing like where are we
2: i it would be good it would be good dialogue they would be delivering lines but yeah i i can't even picture how she would um handle just like the morning she'd probably just still astral project and just keep keep the good vibes rolling for herself
0: yeah i mean i I, just think that would be excellent
1: that would be a blast and a half in a big way i do think that i have an unpopular opinion that i obviously kate's gonna accept and become a traitor i will be so enraged if she makes it further than phaedra because i think to your point like recapping me in on season one of like someone getting chosen to be a traitor at the 11th hour. Phaedra is working overtime and at like the defense attorney at Judge Judy's booth. And I'm like, this girl deserves to win at this point. And I'm happy that we're going to get to see if there's what, there's only three more episodes left or, but I will be really, really heartbroken if Phaedra gets the axe and Kate gets to take the win because then I feel like "Mm, that's where I don't love the format of this show, where I'm like, it isn't really fair that some people are truly having to lie their ass off, having to like work overtime, play every side of the house, or like be on defense at banishment, have to be like in an alliance with the traitors. you know, they have an advantage for sure, because they get the power of killing someone, but there's less of you. So like you're now alone in this like stressful pile of hell. I think that's that's frustrating, I think to me.
2: Yeah. And that's a good point. And I think we like talked a lot in the beginning of this season about how, what an advantage they have, what an advantage they have. We want to see the faithfuls kind of have a better shot, but you're right. It is fucking exhausting for these people, some more than others. And no matter what though, you're if you're getting grilled the way these traders have been, it's, it is a lot of work and doublespeak and just being on, on in a new way. And so, yeah, I, it, I would be resentful if somebody got to the end and bested me and I laid the groundwork. But yeah. maybe Phaedra can hold her on. Maybe Peter will be on the block next week. I think there's a lot of gameplay left.
1: For sure.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Talking about it makes me feel like the Faithfuls might win this game. Because Parvati has, or sorry, oh, miss you girl. Phaedra <laughs> has so much heat. On her, I don't think she's gonna make it out without getting banished. Like, there's no way they bring unless it's all housewives at the end. Phaedra doesn't make it to the fire at the end, and then Kate, if she acts up at all, like I don't actually mind if the tra- if the Faithfuls win this game, depending on who the Faithfuls are. You know, I think there's gonna be some like from the like boring people, and then honestly, this is shaping up to be a game where I'm like, let's go Faithfuls now. I I love wow. Phaedra. And I want Phaedra to win, but if Phaedra gets the boot, I'm on Team Faithful. If it's just I kind
1: me. of I kind of agree with that too. And like I like Kate, and I think she's a great addition to the cast. But I think that I would still be like, yeah, I'm rooting for the Faithfuls if Phaedra's not going to take the W.
2: Yeah, my ideal Faithfuls in the end would be Sandra, John, and CT. <laughs> I, I kind
1: like of those. think that's what it's shaping. I truly think that. DT and Sandra have the highest probability of making it to the end and like actually taking something home. I think that what's been really interesting watching this season of The Traitors, a lot of my feed is challenge related and people who like watch the show and the challenge are talking about how similar his gameplay is. On the challenge, CT, he's sort of a numbers guy. He like is not flashy like Johnny Bananas is, and he's not swinging his dick around. He's kind of observant, and he votes with the numbers always until the last three final episodes. And that's when he sort of goes in for the kill and then makes it to the final and then ends up winning. So it's kind of interesting to see him like basically play the same format on a completely different show, and it's still like working out in his favor.
2: He's keeping his snake in his pants and reading the room.
1: Hot. Hot. Take the snake out.
2: (laughs) Well, speaking of snakes, one of my parting things will be that with Bergie, we got one more crotch shot when he was going to get his murder. (laughs) I was like, wow, they're really giving us that on this show. They're giving us what Bergie's got.
1: And who says we hate men? We love what they have.
0: That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Kev, final thoughts?
1: Final thoughts is I am definitely conflicted right now as far as having two traders again. I'm rooting for Phaedra. But this I this episode, I think for me was such like a recharge after last week. I think last week I was like, Oh, I wanted more. And I feel like I got it. I got to check all of my boxes. So yep. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, it is crazy because last episode that format switch up with the fire outside really changed the game because it was going in a complete... I think Peter may have gotten banished last episode. Um, I still think that meant Parvati would probably get banished again this episode, but you never know. Um, <laughs> My final thoughts are one is a line, which Kevin saying, have you grown up with Twitches is so <laughs> funny. That is so fucking funny. And then two, I just think that... If Phaedra had left and Parvati was the last s- traitor standing, I think we were robbed of Parvati choosing Sandra as her second trader And yeah. and robbed of having them have to have many, many discussions in the turret, which I think would have been just like, delicious for us Survivor fans. But other than that, I'll miss you, girl. I can't wait to see you uh, at the reunion. We Love miss ya. you, girl. Love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> there was, like, a part yesterday when we were watching, and I, my smile, it was just, like, a random part of the Parvati. It was when she was, like, crying, working John, or trying to, and
2: she's just fucking jaw-open, like, smiling, and I was
0: like, put it away.
1: Oh my I was word. just like admiring
0: her. I was just like, I love this girl. What's wrong with I- me?
1: I-, I loved her outfit this episode. Let's shout that Run out. Her green mop dress with her brown boots. Let's talk about, good for her. Uh, the bows were out and that makes me happy.
0: That look back, I kept seeing this clip on Twitter and then I watched the episode twice, but her like looking back at the last second and like smiling and walking out, I'm like, that must be such a relief to just be like, I'm Oh my
1: God, playing. exhale.
0: I'm done like what the fuck totally um, but it seems like they're all friends and I'm glad they're all friends still even though like you know being a trader's tough I I think you know Phaedra and Dan may still have some beef but Parvati seems friendly with with everybody else
1: uh that is something that we didn't talk about Buck Dan for throwing Phaedra's name in the mix at the 11th hour
0: yeah I mean because I,
1: I do think that honestly that wasn't in play, not to like we did our final my final thought is my final thought is fuck (laughs) Dan for doing that. (laughs) Because I do think that she would have had a better shot of flying under the radar for a couple more weeks. Because I'm like, okay, Trishelle's most compelling argument was her being able to put that together. Like Dan going out with a bang and like trying to be a hero and everything else is kind of like circumstantial like yeah the the eye twitching is like john having a heavy breathing It's you're just you're pulling out straws and that is the most compelling kind of argument in my in my opinion so fuck dan if you're listening Mm -hmm. sorry i don't know you like that but
0: (laughs) i concur no last episode i was like i'm sure dan's a sweetheart but i just didn't like him in the show (laughs) now i'm like fuck dan again (laughs) um but okay, that's the app. Ep- like I said, uh, we have that one-star review. So if you want to go on Apple Pod or wherever you're listening, give us a five-star to-, to counteract that person saying we're man-haters. Hit that five-star. Hit that subscribe button. But anyway, we're going to be back with uh, episode nine. And also, Survivor starts at the end of the month. So if you're a Survivor fan, we'll be back with season 46. I haven't even had the stomach to read through the cast <laughs> assessment yet for 46 because he'll look like goofballs. Uh... So I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> Need the legend season ASAP because I'm sick of these new era people. Oh, we've got a few more. Jeff's done. I know. Anyway, that's the episode. Love y'all. Thanks for joining guys. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye-bye now. Bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.